0: You're listening to a podcast from Victory. Jesus taught us principles on judgment and discernment. Learn more about judging others in week 13 of our series, Redefined. Matthew 7 says here, do not judge or you too will be judged for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. to judge someone. You know, sometimes it could be very trivial things. And, uh, you know, my wife and I, we judge each other a lot. Ako, minsan ginajudge ko yung asawa ko, bakit ka donut for breakfast? My, my wife loves sweets. She eats donuts, cupcakes, uh, uh, cake, lahat yun, pang-breakfast niya. Siya naman, she judges me as if not, because I really have a low tolerance for sweets. Parang I can only go so much. Meansang when we go to the uh, you know kapag mag, uh, bottomless iced tea, if I find it too sweet, I would add water, and she would always look at me in a weird way. Parang why are you adding water? No, and and so we we judge it we ju- we judge each other that way. And you know a lot of I believe you know one way or another we're guilty of this. You know I, I saw this video on Facebook earlier this week. Isang babae na she was being interviewed. Uh, Filipina, She she works in. A Hong Kong, she grew up in Hong Kong, she lives in Hong Kong, and sabi niya, nakuwento niya lang, no? Uh, people would approach her and say, domestic helper ka ba? And, and when we hear, you know, or we come across maybe people who, who live or work in Hong Kong, means an natin, ah, domestic helper to. We judge them right away. Or, or, uh, maybe we hear someone talking in English, not me, okay? we, we, we hear somebody speaking in straight English, ui, naki English, elitista yon. I gamitin use one word na maybe some of us actually use, talking about people who speak in straight English. Because actually, if you research that word, it's actually a bad word. And so I try to I, I, I avoid saying that word. Bakit yung ibasahin? We're single. Uh, we find uh, this person who's who's uh, who added us on Facebook. Nakita natin yung profile picture nila. Kung oh, or, or or maganding babae, and when we see them, we identify them as admirers or something like they follow us, they like every tweet, they, they, they like every post, they comment, ha ha ha, even if it's not funny. But if, if we look at their profile pic, and they're none of the above, they're not We identify them as stalker. Ah. Uh Okay. And we judge people right away. Or example, victory group if you're part of a discipleship group, group, a small group or victory group, ba, yung kasama mo sa victory group, medyo masungit, and then we judge them. Ah, hindi na quiet time But ba? we judge them right away, Parang, um, we um, hindi nagbabasa ng Bible to. Tinagpray kanina. You know, and we are so quick to judge. But what does the scripture tell us? Do not judge and when we read this verse, means it's, it's, even if you're not a Christian, I'm sure, or even before you became a Christian, I'm sure you've heard of this phrase, do not judge. Do not judge me because I'm not a book. And, and, and when, when you read this verse, Jesus did not add in exclamation point. He didn't say, do not judge. He didn't say, do not judge, period. But actually, it's a continuation of, of what he's trying to explain and what he's trying to say. But the world today, they take it out of context. They put an exclamation point there. Do not judge. Don't judge me. Only God can judge me. Are you sure you want God to judge you? I don't think so. And many times we use this, or we we, we try to use use this phrase for ourselves. Don't judge me. Don't judge him. Or or for other people. And we use it as a shield. A shield to defend our own wrongdoing. We justify ourselves and say, hey, the Bible says do not judge. Don't judge me. Even though we know ourselves that what we're doing is sin, what we're doing is wrong, but sabi natin, do not judge so that we can continue to do what we're doing. And the other extreme of that, the other, the other side of that is "Tayo as Christians. And actually the context of this, Jesus is addressing the disciples and you know, the Christian community. And the other side of this is when when we say, do not judge, by example, you will see a, a, a fellow Christian of yours, somebody who's part of your victory group, a good friend of yours. And then you see them going down the wrong path. Decisions, you know, it, 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 it leads them away from Christ. But Pero sabi hey, the Bible, do not judge. And so we tend to think that, okay, to each his own, whatever floats your boat, do whatever you, do whatever you want. Only God is your judge. But if we do it that way, we become apathetic Christians. Bahala ka na sa buhay mo. Do whatever pleases you according to the eyes of God because God will be the one to judge you. Naman, ba? But we will look here in the scripture what is Jesus really trying to tell us? What is he really trying to teach us? What is, what, what, what is the point of even saying this do not judge? Which somehow has become, you know, maybe for some people controversial. In Matthew 7, 1 and 2, again, it says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. A couple of things that we can gather from this passage. The first is simply this. Let us not be judgmental. Let us not be judgmental. You know, uh, I remember when I was back in uh, college... Ako, apart ako the youth, youth ministry, my wife and I, we were leaders in the youth. This was in Victory Alabang. Kami nagra-run ng youth service. Wala kaming youth, wala kaming, may, may youth pastor kami, pero wala kaming mga campus missionaries. Ngayon we have about how many? five campus missionaries who run our services. But back then, kasi, it was just us, students, running the youth services. And so we were active, we were zealous, we were so passionate for God. let's preach the gospel, diba? let's do one-to-one, let's do victory group and all of that. And there was one time in, in my campus, kasi ama yung mga group ko, no? And there was this guy who was actually our classmate back in high school. And so he was aware that, you know, he's actually been to our youth service once. And so, nakita niya ako, tapos sabi niya, alamo, you know what, forget all this Bible study, Bible study. We're all going to go to hell. And when I heard that, I was like, I know you are, but I'm not. I said that straight to his face. Sabi ko? I know you are going to hell, but I'm not going to hell. Stop being What are you talking about? We're all going to go There's no heaven. Latam and I all going to hell. I'm going to heaven. You're not going to heaven. You're going to hell. I said it straight to his face. It was a good thing, young Franco, is a big guy, almost six footer, two hundred and eighty pounds, got in between us. Okay? And but I'm looking back at us like wow, zeal without wisdom. That's what it looks like. Alright. Many times, you know, if we're so caught up in our own thinking, thinking that what I'm doing is right, what you're doing is wrong, it would lead to quick judgment right away. When Jesus said, do not judge, he's not saying that it's not, that it's, that it is forbidden to judge others. Rather, it is a serious warning to be careful in how we judge others. You see, there's a difference between being judgmental and talking about the judging that Jesus is talking about here. We don't really see the effects when we judge other people tactlessly or we insensitive insensitive when we start judging other people. But it's something that it can affect people beyond that one person. Inisip natin na parang as we, we, we speak about this person, oh, it's not going to affect them. It's, it, we're only talking about them. But last, uh, when was this, two Saturdays ago, I was uh, invited to our church in Victory Pampanga in San Fernando. And uh, they invited me and, and, and our team to do a training for the kids' church teachers. And it is a training to equip these kids' church teachers in the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, they were from, I think, five different churches in Pampanga. And, and after that, we got to have dinner with one of the leaders there. He's, he's a kids' church volunteer. He's also one of the uh, leaders in uh, the church there, In I believe in Victory Clark. He's right there, uh, Ryan. Ryan Tan, uh, not our Pastor Ryan Tan. They share the same name. Uh, but he actually used to be, I don't know if you, you know him, he actually used to be one of our ushers here at the 5:30 and 7 p.m. services. And so, just last year, he, he and his family moved to uh, uh, Angeles, where he's actually from. Uh, and at, when we had dinner, he was just sharing uh, some of the things about the people in Pampanga. And correct me if I'm wrong, he said to me that people in Pampanga, they're all about two things. Pagkain, tsaka porma. Dapat masarap yung pagkain mo, if your food is not good, when, pe- when you invite people to your house, mmm, they're going to judge you. Okay? And kilaham na-, na porma ka, you know, they, uh, they were saying, you know, si jihan yung asawa niya, uh, you know, medyo na culture shock. Sabi nila, when you go to the market, yung palayan kilang, kilaham naka lipstick ka. Kung wala kang lipstick, they will look down on you. Ganon. And I, I would understand this because my wife, she never leaves the house without fixing her eyebrows. Eyebrows is life. Hashtag. <laughs> okay? And maybe some of us are like that. I can't. People will judge me if I don't have my eyebrows. If I don't wear my lipstick. And what's interesting, he was telling me that people, you know, sobrang, you know, sobrang pressure the generation today who now have their own young families, young couples who have their own families, they are so pressured. They are so pressured to have good food in their home. Why? Because ever since, from generation to generation to generation, they were always, uh, you know, lambasted, judged based on the food. Based on food alone. That's why the generation today, they feel the pressure. And sometimes, and sometimes they begin to wonder, why, why, why do I feel like this? And that's because that is something that has been passed on from generation to generation. Again, there is a difference between being judgmental and being able to judge according to what scripture tells us. Example, when you are in the parking lot. Ah, tapos may driver na nagpa-park. Pero ang tagal. Ay, babae to. That is judgmental. Judging is Ay may erap kasi may jo masikip yung ano eh yung parking lot it's a very small space it's tight and daming kotse so there's a difference or example puno yung parking tapos may nag park sa PWD judgmental is ay, dahil puno yung parking wala naman PWD sa loob ng kotse uh, judging that person would be ah okay nag park sila doon kasi I'm sure me stickers silang, may PWD, may lanang wheelchair, they, they have a hard time moving. There's a difference between being judgmental and being able to judge based on the facts but judge accordingly. It is critical for building healthy relationships and for the growth of one another that we understand the difference and refrain from being judgmental. You know, I love my wife, and one of the things I love my wife is she tells me the harsh truth as in harshest to the next level, infinity times infinity, the harshness. But I still love her. And many times, when she would confront me uh, and, and speak this harsh truth in my face, to my face, minsan, parang feeling ko, you know, I, I feel that she's judging me, that she's attacking me. And my wife would always remind me Baby, I am not attacking you. I am not against you. This is not me versus you. We are on the same team. And she would always remind me, it's because of my love for you. It's because I don't want you to continue to go on living with that wrong attitude, living with that wrong mindset. And I'm grateful for my wife to be able to speak the harsh truth in my life, even though it hurts. Do we have people who would speak the harsh truth in our lives? Or once they speak the truth, masakit. Pero ay na dita sa church? Ay ko na sa green hands. We leave right away. Because we cannot accept the harsh truth. There's a difference between, between speaking a harsh truth and condemning. You see, condemning goes beyond saying, that's wrong. Malien. Condemnation goes beyond saying that. Rather, it's saying, Maliyan, I don't want anything to do with you. Get away from me. Get behind me, Satan. Can you level. There's a huge difference between speaking the harsh truth and love and mercy and condemning that person. And if you look in Matthew 7, verse 2, we see here the seriousness of that. Jesus said, For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged with that same measure. So if you condemn that person to the highest level, you know what? The Bible says that same judgment you gave out will return to you. It will be measured to you. It's similar to the golden rule. I mean golden rule, do unto others what you would want others to do unto you. You know, if I was going to be judged, gusto ko tao na yon would judge me with mercy, would judge me with kindness, would judge me with love and sincerity. And if we want to receive that kind of truth, harsh truth, and, and judgment in our lives, or, or or you know being judged that way, then we ourselves need to give that as well—to judge other people with mercy, to judge other people with kindness, to judge other people with sincerity and with love. Jesus, the great loving teacher, also said some pretty harsh things to people. But you see Jesus. Oh, Jesus! Oh, he's such a nice guy, great teacher, loving man. You know, love the crowds, compassion, but he also spoke the, spoke the harsh truth. Did now to the Pharisees, you are liars, you are hypocrites, you are foolish. I'm not making this up, this is in the Bible. He spoke the harsh truth to these people. And and, and we, we, we look at that and say, si Jesus. Why why would he call out these people? Actually, these were religious people. And he called them, you're lawless, you you know, you know, you're like snakes. He judged them. He spoke the harsh truth. The reason why he did that wasn't because he hated them, but he hated their sin. Their sin of hypocrisy. He hated that these were the people who were hindering the crowds, hindering people from coming into a loving relationship with him. That's why he was so indignant. When Jesus told us the harsh truth about our sin, you know what? He brought us close. He made us, who were sinners, who were enemies, He made us His friends. When, when, when we speak, or, or when we judge other people, do they run away from us? Do we push them away from us? Or do we bring them close? Do we bring them back to Jesus? What is Jesus saying? You see, it's what you do after telling someone the truth that determines whether you are condemning or not. Because we can say the truth, right? bro yung ginagawa mo but the question is after you deliver the truth how is your attitude towards that person are you keeping your distance now because you know that this person is a sinner you know lives a sinful life and all of those things or do we draw them in do we keep the relationship do we bring them closer to Jesus Christ you see in this passage here in Matthew 7 Jesus is not telling us you know hindi naman sinabi niya na parang Uh, don't let other people judge you. He do not judge other people. What other people say about us, their judgment about us, that's not our primary concern. But our judgment upon other people, that's our problem. That's what we should worry about. That's what we should focus on. Our biggest problem is not how others would judge us, but how we judge others. That's why we need to look at our own lives. We need to assess ourselves. How am I? Who am am I to judge this person? Have we looked at our own sins and shortcomings? If we think we're without fault, you know, we'll just end up being hypocrites. Matthew 7, 3 to 5. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Second thing we can gather from this is let us not be hypocrites. Let's not be hypocrites. Yung natin iba pero yung sabili natin. We you know we're worse than that person that we're judging. What is bang difference between sawdust and plank? This is what sawdust looks like. A speck. So, how many sawdust dito. One million, two million. There's a lot of sawdust there. One speck. That's what the Bible is referring to. One speck of that is in the eye. This is what a plank looks like. Compare that speck to a plank in a person's eye. That is what Jesus is saying. You're looking at this tiny little speck in someone's eye, yet in your own eye, like, it's like a tree trunk. It's a huge plank. So Jesus is saying, hey, look at yourself first. Don't worry about that person's speck. Look at your own self first. Sometimes when we do this, we think, no, this person needs my help. And we think that we're being kind by getting that speck of sawdust out of their eyes. But what we're actually doing is we're inflating our ego trying to hide our own shortcomings. But we're saying, you know, we're, 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 we're beings actually self-righteous, hypocrites. To put it plainly, we were so concerned with this person's sin that our sin is actually even greater. We have a tendency to make a huge deal of others' faults while minimizing our own shortcomings. We have a tendency to make a huge deal deal of others' faults when min- while minimizing our own shortcomings. You know, my two kids, you know, they have a bunch of toys. Yung daughter ko, she, sometimes she would have a dozen pieces of toys in front of her. Tapos yung lalaki ko, he has one toy on each hand. And my, my daughter would call out to my, her brother, tapos sabi niya, Teo, can I borrow that toy? And si Mateo would say no. Tapos susumbong si Vera, Dad, Papa, Teo is not sharing. And I would look at them, and I would see. okay, Vera, how many toys do you have? Oh, dami. Theo Teo has two toys. And I would say, Vera, look at all the toys that you have. You can play with all those toys all around you. But she's calling out her brother for her own sin. And I would say, Vera, you know what? That's being selfish. You have all of these toys, and you see your brother playing with this toy, and you want it from him, just because he's playing with it. I'm going like eh. We call, we minimize our own sin and we call out and we make a big deal out of another person's sin. That's what Jesus is saying here. Let's look at our own lives. Let's look at our own selves. In this passage, Jesus is not condemning criticism or correction, but in this verse, he's rather criticizing if we fail to assess ourselves before we look at other people. If we fail to assess ourselves, then we're just being judgmental. But the question here is, how do we get rid of the plank in our own eye? How do we get rid of it? Okay, so if we look at ourselves, we have this huge plank in our eye. How do we get rid of it? We do this by looking away from ourselves. We do this by looking away from our selfishness, from our pride, from our self-righteousness. In all humility, we are to depend upon the Holy Spirit and what the Word of God says. If we reflect upon our own lives in response to what Scripture tells us, we need to repent of our sins, replacing the wooden logs in our eyes, those planks, with the lenses of Scripture. What does this mean? When was the last time we read our Bibles? When was the last time we had that time of devotion coming before God and taking in the Word of God in our hearts and in our minds? The Bible says in James, James chapter 1, that a man who hears the Word of God and does not do it is like a man who looks at the mirror and when he turns away, he forgot, he forgot what he looked like. We need to be not just heroes of, hearers of the Word, but doers of the Word. Pero when we read the Word of God, it's actually like a mirror. We reflect on our own lives. We see our shortcomings. We, sh- we see our sins. But the question is, do we do anything about it? Do we repent and come before God in repentance? Or do we say, next time na lang. We need to reflect and look at our own lives before we go about looking at the speck in the lives of other people. As a pastor, you know, I hear of a number, I hear of a, hear of a number of pastors, whether in the US or here, who may have fallen or have stepped down from ministry for one reason or another. And when I hear this, it saddens me because, you know, you know as a pastor, you, I would, some of these people I look up to and... Many times, the temptation in my own life is, you know, it's a good thing I'm not like that. It's a good thing that I'm not in those situations that could lead me to that kind of sin. And when I start thinking, and, and, and when, when the Lord confronted me about that, so I'll be called, Lord, I repent. I'm sorry. Rather than thinking that, you know, it's a good thing I'm not in that situation, I look at myself, Lord, if that could happen to them, it could happen to me. When I received that revelation, I said, Lord, by your grace, Help me to walk, not by my own strength, not by my own flesh, but let me walk according to your ways, according to your word. Because, you know, we're all imperfect. How many of you guys know your pastors are imperfect? You know, we are only human. And there are times we fail, but it's the grace of God that allows us to live according to his word. And it's not even, it's not even limited to being in the ministry. We all have our shortcomings. But God's grace sustains us and enables us to continue to walk with him. You see, it's only when you remove the log in your own eye that you would see clearly and be of better help to remove the, the speck from another. how 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 can you be so you know hypocritical to be able to remove that speck? If you have this huge plank, remove that first, then you can deal with that speck. did Jesus Don't forget that speck. Leave it alone. That's not what he's saying here. You see. When we look, you know, the, the speck could be, actually refers to sin here, if, if, if you want to read more about it. Imagine you're driving and you have a speck of sawdust in your eye. You would, it would be so unclear, it would be hard for you to drive. You see, you're driving on the road and you have this speck and it's bothering you, you can't really see. Ano You start swerving. And when you're swerving on the road, what could happen? You could probably hit somebody on the, who's walking on the street. You could probably hit another car. You could probably get into an accident, or even worse. And the thing is, if we don't deal with that speck, if we don't deal with the sin, it can destroy us. Yes, it may be a speck, but it can bring us to a whole, you know, a level of destruction because that's what sin does. It only brings death. You see, it's not about becoming a non-hypocrite. Din sinasabi ni Jesus, don't be a hypocrite. That's not his only message here. He's not saying, you know, it's better you don't be a hypocrite. It's not about becoming a non-hypocrite who doesn't care about their brothers and sisters, but rather becoming caring and loving in helping others see and live out God's word and his purposes. Minsan kasi kung sasabihin natin, let us not be hypocrites. Okay, basa hindi ko sasabihin yung, yung mga judgmental and critical things. No, 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 no. What Jesus is asking of us is help our brothers and sisters. But before you can do that, assess yourself, evaluate yourself. Look in the mirror, look at the Word of God. What is the Word of God saying about the sins in our own lives? Let's come before Him in repentance. Let's come before Him in humility. And then we can help our brothers and sisters. Which leads me to my third point or, or what we can gather from this passage. Let us be brothers and sisters. What's interesting here in verses 3 to 5, when Jesus was talking about this example of talk, removing a speck, removing a sawdust, Jesus wasn't saying, do this to some random stranger, no, 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 no. He's saying, this is what you do to your brothers and sisters. Three times, your brother's eye, your brother. Again, the context of this is church community. Now, I'm not saying that we go down here, third floor, second floor, and we start judging and correcting all of these people. No, 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 no. It's supposed to be done within the Christian community, within the church. Again, it's not enough that we remove the speck or confront them about their sin issue, but the goal is always to restore them. The goal is always to bring them to Jesus Christ. You know, one of our staff here, Mitch Yoriko, she got saved back in 2011, dito sa church. natin. And uh, you know, she believed and prayed to God that her whole family would get saved, and one by one they got saved. But the last person to get saved actually was her father. And during this time, the whole family, you know, they would pray. when, she, when he would go to sleep, they would lay hands on him, praying for him. And yung daddy na ayon yun talaga sa church. He had all of these uh, statues, idols, that he said, "Okay, ayon yun, sigi ako lang. Let me put it here just for me." Mitch was sharing that, you know, he even had, from his uh, salary, he would set a budget. me a budget for drinking, for going out to the bars and everything, alcohol intake, all of that. He's had a budget for that. And so, sabi ni Mitch sa, uh, to her family, sabi niya, you know, let's just, you know, let, let's encourage... Uh, Papa, let's, let's, let's invite him to church. And they kept inviting him, inviting him, encouraging him. And soon enough, the father saw the change in their family. And eventually, you know, he started going to church. He got invited to church. He went through one-to-one. The, she got saved in 2011. Three years later, in 2014, her father got baptized. All right? And the all, whole family, we can give God a hand for that. You know, the whole family now goes to church, serves in the church. You see, it's always about restoration. It's not about just confronting the person about their sin. but It's about bringing them to Jesus Christ. Restoration. 2 Corinthians 13, 11 says, Finally, brothers, rejoice. Aim for restoration. Comfort one another. Agree with one another. Live in peace and the God of love and, the, and peace will be with you. You know, it may, not, it may feel like we're doing the Lord's work by confronting people or, about their sin issues. But the Lord's work is always about restoration. It's always about bringing broken people, sinners, back to Him. That's the goal. Jesus is just saying this for the sake of judging people. No, no, no. Jesus' heart is always to bring people to Him. To bring people closer to Him. We approach people with, the grace, with grace and truth. If there is grace but there is no truth, it will just lead to more sin. Okay lang yan yung ginagawa. God has forgiven you. Your past, present, and future sins. Okay lang yan. God loves you. God's grace is there for you. That's grace without truth. Truth without grace, naman is you, you, you become so judgmental and critical and condemning. Because you know the truth. You know that what they're doing is wrong. And you, so that's what you blurt out. Pero wala yung grace, wala yung compassion. We need both. We need grace and truth. As I end, you know, I myself went through my own restoration. 11 years ago, I was studying to become a full-time minister. That Back then, I was entering to become a campus missionary. And uh, I fell into sin. I fell into a sin that actually disqualified me from ministry. And it was something that I kept from the pastors. And when they found out about it, one of the pastors confronted me spoke straight to my face i cannot say this pastor's name but this pastor very passionate very straightforward very in your face very harsh truth kung asawa ko next level siya next level after that and i remember i was sitting there in his office and he was you know i i, I did not feel condemned but I felt so hurt. I felt so guilty of what I had done. But somehow, after months passed by. Uh, I, I, was, I was taken in by one of our pastors to be mentored, to be restored. And during those months, you know, I, I somehow, I don't know. I, I started to have this bitterness towards this pastor. Whenever I would see him, I would come or hear his name. I was like, you know, parang there was something in my, oh. I don't know. I became angry. I became bitter towards this person. And then I found out that this pastor who confronted me, who spoke this harsh truth, who told me to my face, made me cry, right there in his office. He was the one who went to the other pastor and said, you know what? Bojo has potential. Don't let him go. Take him under you. Disciple him. Mentor him. Do whatever you need to. Don't let him go. And when I heard that, oh man, I was like, Wow. How could I hold this bitter? He showed compassion. He did not not push me away. He did not kick me out, so to speak. Yet He showed compassion. He showed the love of Jesus Christ. And many times, you know, we might feel that we are being judged. But again, the question is, how are we... how, How we respond... How we judge others says more about us than how we are judged by others. How we judge others says far more about us than how we are judged by others. This is why God will judge us in the manner we judge others, not in the matter, manner that they judge us. Here's a little tip for all of us. When in doubt, don't judge. na lang. When in doubt, kung feeling like mo parang there's some things you need to deal with on your own, lang judge. Let it go. Let me summarize it in this paragraph. In all our attitudes and behavior towards one another, let us not be judgmental and condemning, nor should we be hypocrites by looking at the faults of others while excusing ourselves. But let us be the brother and sister that one another needs, caring for one another so much that we first correct ourselves and then seek to help others. John Piper said, God has set up the church So that imperfect, valuable, even uncertain people are called upon to rescue each other. That is who we are. We're imperfect, we're all valuable, but we're all called to help one another. We're all called to rescue one another. If you see a brother, a sister, who's going in the wrong direction, away from God, let's bring them back. Let's restore them. Let's bring them back to Christ and His love and His grace for their lives. You know, when you look at the cross of Jesus Christ... He was on the cross, crucified, without a single speck in His eye. Lahat ng mga baba, they were accusing Him, falsely accusing Him. You know, they hurt Him, they beat Him, they mocked Him. They had huge planks of different sizes in their eyes. Yet Jesus did not have a single speck. They judged Him. They judged Him and said, You're saying you're the King of Kings? You're no one. You're a false teacher. You're... You're not the Messiah. They judged him there and then. You know, being in the shoes of Jesus Christ, you know, if I was in his shoes, I would judge these people right away. You guys are all sinners. And I'm here on the cross. But did Jesus judge them? No. He looked at the Father and he said, Father, forgive these people because they do not know what they do. And that is the love that God, that Jesus displayed. On the cross for you and I. John 3.16. We're all familiar with that scripture. It says. For God so loved the world. That he gave his one only son. That whosoever believes in him. Will not perish. But have eternal life. But verse 17 is just as powerful. Because God sent his son into the world. Not to condemn the world. But to save the world through him. Jesus did not come here to condemn us. He came here to save us. He came here to bring enemies and sinners into a loving relationship with Him. Amen. Father, we just thank You so much for Your grace and love in our lives. Father, I pray, Lord God, that You continue to speak into our hearts right now. Lord, I pray, you know, some of us here were we're guilty of being judgmental, being critical of others. Every little thing, judge natin. we're so critical and the Bible says we need to look at ourselves first Lord I I don't know their situation I don't know the people they're sur- who they're surrounded with but Father I pray that you would cause these men and women Lord God to move with grace to move with compassion Lord I pray that we would not be critical of others but Lord I pray that we would always look to ourselves look ourselves in the mirror look ourselves in the word and first evaluate and assess ourselves, Lord, humble me today. And if there are sins that we need to repent of, Lord, I pray that we would come before you, surrendering it all before your feet. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph resources podcasts.